You can achieve things beyond your wildest dreams. And you can do this when you make yourself a choice. And it's okay to choose yourself. You're listening to Toolbox of the Trades, brought to you by Service Titan, a podcast for top service professionals where we interview leaders for their best tips and tricks of the trades. Learn how industry trailblazers stay ahead of the competition and how you too can be at the forefront of an industry. Let's jump in. Hello, contractors, and welcome to the Toolbox for the Trades, the show where we share the top tricks, tips, and tactics from service professionals worldwide. Today, I'm chatting with my friend, Sarah Gerardo, the Senior Marketing Operations Manager on the Marketing Pro Team at Service Titan. Sarah is a pro marketer in the trades, and as a result, she shares a ton of ideas on campaigns and branding, tips for how to interact with agencies, and so much more. Sarah is also the head of the Lady Titans, an online community that supports women in the trades. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. Sarah Gerardo, you are the senior marketing operations person at Service Titan. You are a marketing pro content creator. You are a marketer in the trades and a friend of mine, and I am so excited to have you on the Toolbox for the Trades. Thank you for having me. It's super fun glad to be here. I am so excited to chat with you. You have so much knowledge uh, just being with your history and the type of work you do at Service Titan. I think everyone here is going to get a ton of information, but we're going to start off the way I do every single podcast, which is how did you get into the trades? Yeah, it's kind of a funny story. So I was actually working for a large alcohol retailer and one of the marketing guys there left to go work at this HVAC company near me. And we didn't really work together, but he called me one day and was like, hey, do you want to come and, you know, run customer service for this HVAC company? And I told him no. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't really want to run customer service. I have a degree in marketing. I really just want to get back to marketing. And so it took a couple of months and he made a role for me. And so I started from the bottom up and just kind of dug in deep. I was like, well, if you're going to give me this chance, then I'm going to take it and I'm going to do the best that I can do for you. So yeah, that's how I got started. We started at $21 million. And when I left, we were a $55 million company. So super proud of, uh, you know, just being someone giving me a chance. That is awesome. And this was Service Champions North, right? This was Service Champions North, yes. Wow. I didn't realize that you started your career there. And oh, wow. So you were there for quite a few years. How many years were you there? Well, I was there for about four and a half years. Yeah. So it was a long tenure. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I would love to learn a little bit about some of the marketing campaigns that you ran that helped Service Champions succeed. I know a lot of folks, like their ears just perked up because they recognize the name. So I'd love to hear about like some of the learnings you made or you had while you were there in that role? Yeah, most definitely. So I was never really ever alone when it came to marketing. Um, it was me and a VP um, in the end. And, you know, our brilliance together just kind of took it to the next level. And so I would never say it's just, you know, what did I do? No, it was a team and you're always better together. But for us, it was really about when we started growing, it was because we decided to change the brand. And really what we did was we did new truck wraps, we did new commercials, we, we shifted the culture, we outlined common service languages, language throughout the customer experience. So we took marketing from 
saying, okay, it's not just a piece of direct mail, it's the culture. And we took it and, and dived into scripts all the way through, through the customer journey to make sure that there was a consistent message. And then what they saw, you know, really mattered. Like, how did we impact the community with that message? How did we brand our trucks? How did we really want to show up? And we realized that people buy from people. And so we started showcasing our employees and our team and they were our, they were what we use for marketing and it was pretty awesome. So that's, those are easy things to get started in, you know, just the community start there and then just build your brand as you go. I love that you just listed so many different channels and then you're like, so that's an easy place to get started. You got like, this. <laughs> You just outlined a crazy amount of work. I love the focusing on their employees. And I actually first spoke with you before you joined Service Titan while you were at that role in Service Champions. And I remember doing some research and I was like, their marketing is like on point. They really know what they're doing. I'm actually going to have Dan Antonelli on this season, who is a big brander in the trades. So I would just love before we get into you joining Service Titan, when you looked at this really daunting task of let's rebrand the company. Where did you even start? Well, I had a nightmare and it was about my truck wraps. And um, I was like, I cannot stand looking at this white truck with this giant eagle. And, and I said this to the owner and the VP. I was like, I just can't do it anymore. And so I was like, we need gradient colors. We need, you know, people. We need something different. And that's where I started. I woke up one day and drafted out what the truck could look like. And I uh, took it to my VP and she was like, yeah, let's just change this and this. And we just started there and we were like, yeah, let's change the, let's flip the script. It's time. And so we did. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. And it also just speaks to when you have a big task, like rebranding, like big marketing campaigns, sometimes it just, all you have to do is just get started and just start doing it instead of looking for perfection. Yeah. And you've got to really think about your culture, right? Because it brand starts with your culture. And if you have core values, mission statements, all of those, those are words, but those words adapt into a common service language. And those, that common service language is what you use to brand throughout the entire customer journey. So yes, I can do a new truck wrap, but what does that mean when our CSRs are speaking to our tenants, right? Or our customers. And, and what does that mean when our technicians show up at their door and our, our sales, you know, it goes through everything. And so what we did was we said, okay, yep, it's a new pretty truck, but what does trustworthy, on-time, worry-free really mean? And how can they use that in the script when talking about our brand to really enhance the customer journey? And then in the end, when you give people keywords, you for your customers they use those in your reputation and so you're building your reputation it's like a wordsmith magic wizard happening in the background so that's what i love about marketing is that you have the you have the ability to change a consumer's behavior and thought process and it can be done, done very negatively too but we focused on the positive and, and went that way when it came to branding and marketing. I love that. And also I could geek out a million different ways, but I have a very specific idea for this episode and I'm going to try and stay honest to it. But real quick, the values you mentioned were trustworthy and what else? So that was our, our tagline, trustworthy, on-time, worry-free. And then I had a horn oh. that said honk, honk, and it was with our jingle. So... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. That's so cute. I love it. So you were at Service Champions. They treated you really well. You were able to experiment and do a lot of things. Tell me a little bit about what prompted you to join the Service Titan team. I'm so happy you did, by the way. Yeah. So I actually was... <laughs> I was branding for our company at Service Champions and as the owner, because one of the strategies for social media was to be the owner. And so I worked with a lot of um, the trade groups and I was noticing a lot of marketing questions and they were like, oh, okay, like what is marketing? And like, how am I, what is like my cost per rand lead is seems insane and all of these questions that were happening. And I was like, well, I can answer these. And you don't see a lot of marketers actually show up or you didn't at that time in those Facebook groups. And so I was like, well, I can answer these. And then all of a sudden, and I was like, I can help at a larger scale. And so it was just something that um, service champions gave me a gift of leadership and taught me that there's bigger things out there in life. And I was it was fate. I was sitting one day looking at LinkedIn and I saw that there was a post of Service Titan. And I had already been working with the team, the Marketing Pro team on the email beta and was a part of that. And so I knew David and Lev pretty well. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to take this job. I'm going to, I'm going to ace it. I know it. So I just pushed the button. <laughs> and, you know, next thing I know, I was hired and uh, working at Service Titan. So this person, me, that was nothing, just all of a sudden, you know, went after her dreams. And that's all I could really say is that I just went for it. I took a chance on myself. And so that's how I got here. That's awesome. A lot of people don't know, but Service Titan has a bunch of subject matter experts who come from the trades working at the company. And I'm trying to do my best to showcase as many of you guys as I can, because your experience allows us to really inform the product, inform everything that we do, right? But I'm always so touched to hear that you all have one thing in common, which is I wanted to make a bigger difference. That's why I joined. And so this way I can help more, more contractors out there. And man, Sarah, the amount that you help every time I log into Facebook, I swear I see Sarah Gerardo commented, Sarah Gerardo posted, Sarah Gerardo. And I'm just like, you were just giving a masterclass of how to market in the trades, seriously. Yeah, most definitely. And I want them to know that they're supported, you know, and, and they're not alone. I think that's the biggest thing is like, even if you're an owner or a marketer in the trades, sometimes you can feel isolated and you have these questions and you're just like, oh my gosh, can someone just answer honestly for me? And so that's really what I want to bring to it is transparency is what I like to call it, but it's transparency. It's, yes, this is going to be difficult and this is going to take lots of massive action on your part, but you can do this and I believe in you. And, you know, I also cheer them on because who doesn't want to be cheered on, you know, when they're, they're tackling their own business and, and needing to believe in themselves. So yeah, it's, it's an honor to be at Service Titan and it's just an honor to help the trades. So I'm, this is beyond my wildest dreams, to be honest. So, yeah. That's awesome. I feel the same way too, actually. So that's great. That's why we get along. So I want to talk a little bit about some marketing tactics that folks can use. I guarantee you a lot of our listeners here struggle with the things you just described, which are like, you know, I'm an owner operator. I'm trying to keep the lights on. I'm trying to keep my workers paid. Okay. I guess I have to figure out Google local services, you know, just pulling an example out of my hat. But before we even go into like some common like marketing campaigns or maybe some seasonality stuff, I would 
I'm just curious, what's your favorite marketing channel? Because there's so many, you know, there's pay-per-click, there's Google local services, there's email. So where do you really like to play and where do you like to be creative? I love social media and it's because it's almost as if you don't need a website. Like you could start your brand on social media and take off. And then the website could be like a little bit built and then you can grow that. But social media and the algorithms behind the way people interact, I'm a geek and I geek out as to, okay, did I post this at the wrong time? Did I do, you know, was my content strong enough? And the most of the time it's not. One person will see it and I'll be like, yay, pat on the back, someone saw it and liked it. But it's just a new way of life and it is completely changing the consumer behavior. And so social media will always intrigue me as to, you know, wanting to learn more. Now, do I have time for social media as my own person? It's really hard to build your own personal brand when, you know, for me, I'm managing Marketing Pro's brand and then Lady Titan's brand. And so you've got to really understand that social media is a career. And if you're going after social media in your business, someone should focus on social media. There's content creation and then there's analytics and then there's strategy right? And sometimes that's not all one person. So really think about, you know, if you're going after social media, and I encourage everyone to, to figure it out, to take action on social media when they can, because it's not going anywhere. Um, and so but think about like the roles and expectations and the strategy that you want to do when it comes to social media. What's your favorite, Jackie? Oh, my favorite. I really like email marketing. I don't know why. I just really like email marketing. I like writing snappy copy. I like writing attention grabbing subject lines. And I will say, I do love social media too. And I was going to say, as a former social media manager of Service Titan, you just saying it out loud that it's a career made me smile because there's so many people out there that are like, my my daughter has a TikTok. My son uses the Twitter. Like, I have to pay someone to do this? And it's so true. It's like, no, you have to be very intentional. And there is a whole big brand strategy that social media requires. Like, we actually at Service Titan, this is not a secret, we generate revenue and pipeline through social media. There's all of these ways that you can use it. And if you really put attention to detail to it, like it can really pay off. You know who I was just about to shout out? I believe they're a customer of ours, but I'm not sure. There's this one plumbing company that is killing it on TikTok. Leslie. I think it's Champion Plumbing. Yeah, it's Leslie. Leslie. Yeah. Killing it. He's doing such a great job. Yeah, I tell her all the time. And I'm, I'm like, like, yeah, you just use someone else's content. That's what it's for, right? Like you don't have to make, and I think that's the other thing is like with all of these channels, there's content behind it. And the content is part of the strategy. And the cool thing about social media is that they want the conversion to be quicker. And so they're saying to you, okay, here's a collaborate button. Here is a way that you can do it with someone where you can literally just sit there like this and point to their video. And that, and then you can, I mean, basically they're making content for you. So that's the cool thing is like, you don't have to be the constant content creator. You can just be the content sharer and get lots of, you know, views that way. But Leslie is killing it. And I love, I love seeing what she does and giving her high fives all the way around. <laughs> yeah, she definitely has a very unique way of applying TikTok trends to businesses, which is very difficult. And I will say that like as a business, it is hard to find your niche on social media because you are, com you're competing with 
your friend's new baby and dog photos and updates of people that you love and care about. So to have a business brand be so attention grabbing to deviate from that is tough, especially if you don't put money behind it, but it totally can be done. And I think Leslie's an excellent example. Yeah. Note to self to get her on the, on the podcast as well, but let's move on to a bit of seasonality. This is really the reason I wanted to talk to you. This episode is going to come out in the spring. And as we know, one of the big players that we service here at Service Titan is HVAC. So I wanted to talk a bit with you about what are some ideas for spring or other seasonal campaigns that can help drive revenue at a service business. Yeah, most definitely. So um, spring sometimes can be a little bit of a seasonality impact on our business. There is that with us that it could be a little bit slower. So, you know, the recommendations that everyone really wants to hear is, well, what do I do? And I'm like, well, it's spring cleaning, cleaning time, you know, like it's time to really look at your strategies and say, okay, am I going after my existing clients? Am I staying consistent in the messaging with just even talking to them do so existing client service do always a great way to fill up the board utilize the reoccurring service um, text messaging that just came out with marketing pro to go after your reoccurring service with service do the best part about the the seasons is that you can stay consistent with a sale or an offering and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have a sale price it is marketing. So you are literally just saying spring special. And these are the products that you are offering. So always having a consistent replacement offer is one way to always set leads. And so just change it from spring special to summer special to winter special, right? Like it's, these are marketing, just little tips. <laughs> it's not that you have to say, oh gosh, I have to de decrease this whole package by $5,000 and, you know, add in and throw in a free Wi-Fi thermostat. Well, you can negotiate those prices with your distributors, but at the same time, you don't have to, you can just say financing, we have financing, you know, like be strategic about the offer and say, and it's just a marketing, it's just a different way to market. Um, the other one is go after your memberships, you know, are they expiring? Is their credit cards expiring? Do they have service due? It's about really this year is about nurturing the brand and nurturing your existing clients and your membership clients. Because if you've noticed in the past during COVID, a lot of them called in because they trusted your brand already. And so that you have to continue to nurture that relationship with swag with rewards, you know, because there are other people out there with, you know, sometimes better reputations. And so if that existing client didn't convert into a membership, that's where you need to think about like, well, how do I convert that? And then the last thing is just to get innovative because the way that the market is going in the trades, it's going towards, or just the market in general, subscription services, they are off the chart right? So how can you get into that market with maybe filters? Or how can you get into that market with if you need to change your air scrubber light, um, and there's replacements, or if there are additional add ons, like, really think about the customer experience and innovate as much as you can. And also think about e commerce. And I know that the trades are like, I don't want to put my prices on the website. Well, you don't have to, you could put your membership prices to start see how that's going. You know, there's some vendors out there that are practicing e-commerce already. Learn from them and 
really just be innovative as much as you can. So those are some seasonal campaigns that will really help drive business is just staying consistent in your marketing message and staying consistent in talking to them. You're not going to over talk to someone. And if you do, they unsubscribe. And it's just from one channel. There are other channels to, to hit them with, you know, and if they completely unsubscribe from your business, then the message isn't personal enough. So during the spring, I just like to say, give yourself a checkup from the neck up. Really look at everything that's going on in your business, your processes. It's never really a slow time. It is just a time for you to buckle down and evaluate what's going on. I love that. You just said a bunch of stuff that I want to recap. So one, I love that you said, you know, always have a replacement offer in place. Like what are your replacement packages and thinking about the time of year you want to promote them. And really it's the same offer, but it's just marketed a different way, depending on where we're at in this time. So spring cleaning, it's like, are you ready for the summer? you know, prepping for the summer, prepping for the big heat wave, here are our top um, installation offers. And I think this is also applicable to other industries in HVAC, plumbing, electrical, garage door, what have you. You just have to think about seasonality in your own area. I love going after memberships, making sure that, you know, credit cards are up to date and that the ones who didn't convert to memberships are getting messaging that, hey, we are the people that you want to partner with. Love the idea of subscription services. Um, I think everyone listening, including myself right now, can attest to, I have probably like 18 subscriptions right now and I desperately need to cancel maybe like three or four of them, but who's got the time, you know? And then e-commerce is so interesting as well because for so long, you know, the trades have been, we don't share our pricing, we don't share our pricing. But, you know, the more I talk to marketers, the more I am hearing that, Sometimes when you disclose pricing, it can really help you zoom in on your customer base. So I think there's definitely some cool experiments to do here. And I also love your little tip on unsubscribes and agree with you that if you're getting unsubscribed on all channels, it means that your messaging needs to be tweaked. So thank you for that, Sarah. That is all just like awesome information. Awesome. Yeah, good. Sometimes I just ramble and I want to make sure that (laughs) I capture all of them. No, you ramble. You rambled perfectly. Um, So in your experience as a marketer in the trades, helping marketers in the trades succeed at Service Titan, what are some of the big things owners and operators should be doing with their marketing to support their business? So I have, I'm so blessed to have seen so many different types of businesses um, and trades working at Service Titan and putting a lot of this into perspective from the different revenue sizes and the different types of businesses. But right now, I would say focus on the culture to build the brand. And I see the opportunity happening over and over again. People are leaving the market um, and going somewhere else to work because it's highly competitive. And some people are leaving the market, your employees are leaving the market just to live their life because they're like, okay, we're, we're having a realization, a moment. So now is the time to really align your culture to your brand and get out there in the community, you know, like really go within a five to 10 mile radius of your business and, and attack it. And I want you to know that, you know, no matter what size company you are, there will be times where you will have trouble filling the board. And that is every business. It is not just you. So if you're just like, well, the bigger guys are taking up the business. Well, 
Okay, yeah, I bet they are. They have a strong brand, but you can too. And so just remember that in every interaction that you want to do, that there needs to be something remarkable about it. And if you haven't read Purple Cow, I recommend it to everybody. It tells you about being remarkable and how you can take that customer service experience to the next level. And so in every interaction that you want to do with your brand and your culture, it needs to be remarkable because you need people, people need you. And those are two different segments of customers. Your employees are your customers and so is your brand. And then customers were customers. So speaking of Lady Titans, which is uh, for anyone who does not know a service Titan group that supports women in the trades, everyone is welcome to join, but it's all about discussing, you know, common issues women in the trades face and giving them tools that they need to overcome those. And Sarah, you are the head of Lady Titans. Wanted to make sure I shouted that out. And the reason I even went on this tangent is because also on this season is Cassie Pound, who's a member of Lady Titans. And she said that exact same thing literally two weeks ago when I recorded with her, your employees are also your customers. And I think you said something really important there, which is, you know, people are leaving the, the, the workforce sometimes just to pursue their lives. Like we just went through the pandemic was incredible in a lot of ways, incredible, devastating, eye-opening, choose your adjective. There are a lot of people that I think are reevaluating reevaluating their life and figuring out, is this what I want to do? And I guarantee you that a lot of the people making that decision are ones that are working for companies that don't have strong cultures. It's very true. I mean, it's very true. Even the ones that have strong cultures, they're saying, okay, well, what else? You know, what else is, is it, is it really fun? Is it really, are the benefits good? Like, what is it really providing me? And, and they're really thinking to themselves, like, am I replaceable? And the answer is, well, everybody is replaceable, right? But do you feel so aligned with the company and their mission and their culture that it makes sense to stay? And it, does it make you passionate about what you do every day? And I think that's what people are asking themselves. And, and it's not just the trades, it's every industry. So, you know, everyone's like, well, it's hard getting people to even want to show up. And I'm like, okay, well, let's ask them why. You know, like dig deep with those, with your employees. So yeah, culture is very important and, and outlining those core values and outlining your mission statement and speaking the, the truth and being transparent. That is, that is something that the trades, you know, have an opportunity to align more with. hundred percent. So Cassie's right. <laughs> Cassie is right. So what do you think is a common opportunity most marketers in the trades overlook? A common opportunity that most marketers overlook. Let's see. Uh, it's probably, again, it's probably the brand. <laughs> because, you know, as a marketer in the trade, your, your job, you're literally giving this job and they're saying to yourself, they're saying to you, your job is to make the phone ring. Okay, <laughs> that's a lot. You know, that's a lot to handle. That's a lot to take in. But it's it, the commonality is that the brand isn't strong enough to to bring in those calls. And, you know, in the commonality is that you just really you, sometimes you don't know which way to go and you need other marketers to collaborate with. And so for a marketer in the trade, the biggest opportunity is to reach out for help and to know that you're not alone in this marketing journey. There are groups out there. I mean, even in Marketing Pro, we lean on each other to say, okay, we're really slow. Like what's happening? What do we do? How do we make this work? Lean in with others as a marketer and know that 
it doesn't matter if that's your competition. Never think of anyone as your competition, but as your buddy. You're not going to do the same campaigns as the person down the street. But at the same time, you're not creating anything new. It's already been done most of the time. And so just learn from others as much as possible and lean in with others and create a, basically create a group for yourself of people that you admire and and just dish with each other and go after it. That's what I would say. I 100% agree with that. Speaking of campaigns, I would love to know what's the most memorable campaign you've worked on so far. And I know you've worked on so many, especially with assisting uh, service Titan customers. But so I won't say the most memorable, but one of the most memorable. I will say the the most memorable campaign that I worked on um, was with service champions. And it literally changed my life. And it's a segment called My Story. And what it is, is that we went to our team and we showcased them via video. And we basically asked them their story. We asked them their life story of how they got started in the trades, but really like, tell me about like the nitty gritty. How did you come here? How did you find us? But how did you become you? And those stories had such an emotional impact on me. It changed my life for forever, but I didn't really realize at the moment that I was changing theirs. And I was privileged and honored to be given a gift to even be a part of their journey in some way that I can showcase them. And so like, I, I even, I, I cry thinking about it because, you know, one of the technicians came up to me and we ran his, um, his video on OTT. And he said, Sarah, someone called on the phone and was like, Hey, I want that guy that I saw in the commercial because, you know, he looks trustworthy and whatever. And so, you know, it, it built his brand and it, he was like, no one's ever asked me my story. No one had ever paid attention to me like that. And, you know, and so I kept taking it further and further, right? I was like, okay, now we're going to interview the women in the office and the women that are out there in the field. And so we took it. So I got to, even before I started the, even thinking about women in the trades, I was helping women in the trades showcase themselves and their story of their success. And sometimes they're not success. It was really, you know, I filmed them and I was like, get it all out. I was like, this is your one time. I will edit this as much as you want. I was like, but this is your safe space to say whatever you want. And the stories that I heard just, I just, I just made me love people even more. So that's, that was the best campaign that I ever got to create and be a part of and to be a small part, an insignificant part of their journey, but very significant to them once you know they tell me about it it's just i i don't even know you know like it's just crazy to me <laughs> full disclosure i've seen the my story videos that sarah's talking about she shared them with me and they are phenomenal i think they're really great profiles on folks in the trades uh so if anyone feels inclined to google service champions my story after this I would say it's probably a good idea. I only, I have such, see, sometimes I like pump out interviews so quick and then there's conversations like this where I could literally sit here and ask you like 
questions for the next seven hours, but I know your time is so precious. And I'm trying to think about where I want to go next and what we can get the most value out of here. So one thing I want to ask your uh, opinion on, a lot of folks outsource their marketing in the trades. Uh, there's a ton of marketing agencies nowadays that work with the trades. And I would love to hear your opinion as someone who worked in-house marketing and now someone who works uh, with a bunch of customers, some of which work with agencies. What do you think makes a really great relationship between a service business and a marketing agency? What What's the kind of stuff that needs to be there in order for there to be success? Yeah, but I think that you said the first word right. It's a relationship. And with any relationship, there are um, ways to build partnerships. You are not going to know it all. Even as an internal marketer in the trades, I had agencies that I worked with and I needed to trust them, but I needed to trust myself that I outlined goals and that I set the expectations with our agency the right and proper way. It's easy to battle with an agency and say, hey, this isn't working and blah, 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 blah. But really, it could be your own processes. So before you even have a partnership with the agency, think about the goals and expectations that you're looking for in the partnership and be upfront and transparent with that and ask them to educate you. Because if you do not know something, it's okay. You don't have to know everything. You know what you don't know, you don't know. So ask. And if it's a silly question to you, it is probably a silly question to everybody else out there thinking about it and they just want to know. So, you know, really hold that agency partnership tight and, you know, have communication that makes sense. If you're just starting out with an agency, you know, have those. It's not a one month touch in. It is a, hey, maybe let's meet weekly for the first time and um, for the first month. And then, you know, we can die down once we see how it's performing because you hold them accountable because you're holding yourself accountable to the goals that you set. So really just accountability, partnership, education, and, you know, they are unfortunately not in your brand every single day. So they don't know if, you know, Sally is sick and she can't be there to answer the phones. And so now you're down a CSR. They don't know to dial it down. You have to be transparent enough to say, hey, we have a problem. And then, or we have more opportunity for this. We have less opportunity for this. Like there's constant communication that needs to go back and forth. So clear communication is really important as well. And that's that's really what I would say, you know, just believe in your agency and, and they will believe in you. Um, I've actually have tons of mentors from the agencies that I worked with um, and help build product for them and help build their business with them. So it, you know, treat your agency with respect and, and they will treat you with respect as well. I love that. And I love setting the stage about communication and setting those cadences and being really clear about what goals are expected. I think that is, you know, sounds obvious when you say it, but worth the reminder for sure. So the next thing I wanted to chat with you a bit about was, you know, we have trade businesses of all size listen to this podcast. So what should someone who's like between the one to five million, let's say one to $3 million mark be thinking about marketing compared to like the 10 to $15 mark? Ten. And when I say dollar, I mean million dollar, of course. Talking about different sizes of business, what should they be thinking about their marketing? Yeah, most definitely. So um, the one piece of advice I'd give for any size business is do your math. Like do your math before marketing and it, and I have seen it in $1 million businesses in 
$4 million businesses in 15 in 30 and all the way up. They're like, well, I don't know. We're just kind of giving them some money and it looks like it's good. And I'm like, cool, but there's way more math to be done. So the opportunity is to look at your capacity, your seasonality, really know that your forecasting is going to be iterative and, and taking that historical data and, and evaluating, okay, well, how did I do? What reasonable goals can I grow to? And then set a wildly outlandish goal for your business, no matter what your revenue size is, because I guarantee when you write a goal down and when you speak it into existence, it can happen for you. And that is really any revenue size. And any revenue size can always build onto their brand. So if I was a $1 million business, I would be looking at optimizing Google My Business. I would be looking at optimizing, making sure I'm tracking everything properly, making sure that my vendors are meeting the goals that we set, but also innovating and adding new tactics so that I can grow. When I hit $1 million, I do need to focus on brand. So that means that my marketing expense to revenue might be a little higher, around 11 to 15% in certain months. So knowing your budget, knowing when to spend, having a strategy in place and not just throwing money at the wall or being consistent in spend because consistency in spend just means that you're going to be consistently either not getting the leads that you are you know, wanting or consistently just getting the bare minimum because there's growth in, in being inconsistent and spend, having a variable spend. So capacity planning, budgeting, forecasting, doing your math, having a marketing budget and sticking to it. Those are the opportunities that I see for you know any revenue size business. And as you get bigger, your brand gets bigger. And so you realize that, hey, I don't, I'm not gonna go after the lead every single month. There are going to be months where my brand is going to be stronger than my legion and that's going to be okay and that that marketing expense is going to pay out in the long run so with any revenue size stay consistent in your brand build your brand do your math and really you know just think about what you can optimize more that's really what marketing is about like how do i optimize my google my business more how do i be more on social how do i you know, get my brand out there more in the community. All of you in any size business has that opportunity. Even the large businesses, you know, I worked up in the Sacramento area with the company that I was service champions and that was hard. You know, there was, it was highly competitive and, and super saturated with contractors. And I know the expense that it cost up there. And it was, it was a struggle for our company. So I can't imagine, you know, those that don't have a strong brand in that area to how they, they are working to compete without a brand. So that's why I say brand so much because it, brand can mean a lot of different things. She works for us guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. You just like, I was like, you were talking and I'm just like, Sarah knows so much. Uh, I love it. I always learn so much when I, when I talk with you uh, from also a marketing perspective. So thank you. Um, we have a few minutes left, but I want to give you the opportunity to either speak to the work you do in marketing pro or lady Titans or both. Uh, I know we've, we touched on them briefly, but I know these are both really important things for you. And I want to give you the opportunity to say whatever you want to say about them. Yeah. So 
I 100% believe in Marketing Pro and I love the product team behind it. Um, we have, they're so incredibly brilliant, right? They are there and they're so compassionate. And that's what I really love about the team. But what I love about the product is that it's about automation and efficiency. And the way our, our society is going and the way that we are running our businesses, we need to be automated. We need to be more efficient because it hits the bottom line when we are not. It hits it in overhead. It hits it in cost of goods sold. It hits it so many ways that you're not even thinking about it. That marketing expense that you think is wasted, boom, just hit the bottom line. That person that stayed over five hours, boom, just hit the bottom line. So the tools that we are providing you with Marketing Pro is about creating that automation and efficiency and having transparency in your numbers so that you can learn. You know, you might not be the best marketer out there. You might be an owner in a truck, like driving around doing business, doing jobs. It's cool. Like take that in Marketing Pro and automate as much as you can because consistency in marketing is where you're going to be consistent in getting the leads and the conversions. And so that is, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I love Marketing Pro. And the other is, you know, IT and security. Let's think about that, right? Marketing, we have all of these cool tools that are hooked up everywhere and people are in and out of our data. And we are, you know, our data is fragmented and our analytics are all over the place. Like, you know, I have I have 30 tabs open and four browsers and each of them have 30 tabs. That's insane, you know? So as a marketer, I look at it as my time. Time is money. And if I am spending time in, you know, an email platform and then a reputation platform and then doing direct mail and, you know, direct mail takes me, you know, five hours to do outside of the system and inside of the system, it takes me, what, 20, 30 minutes why, why wouldn't I? <laughs> so that's what I have to say about Marketing Pro. It's that like, it, it just makes sense. And I only do things that make sense. And I, I know that's kind of like to the point, but like, it's true. Like I've evaluated other products and, and other things and I've used them, but I'm like, oh no, I can't keep transferring my data everywhere. I don't know if I'm doing the opt-ins right or the opt-in outs, you know, and what if my list is wrong and I get fined or what if like something crazy happens? The what ifs are what is what's scary to a marketer. And so as much as I can control it in one place, it just, it just makes sense. And then Lady Titans, like, whoa, like these are powerhouse women. Like I could talk about both things all day long, but I is just, I'm even, I'm just honored to even know these women and the, the allies, allies of the trades. Um, we've got some great people that, man, they deserve to be heard, seen and known. And that's what I believe about every single person. And if I can showcase them in any single way, I will grow their personal brand as much as possible because they deserve it. And Really, it's just a place, Lady Titans is a place for anyone in the trades to come, um, especially women in the trades, to talk, to, we give them leadership skills, to empower themselves, to live their best life. And, you know, we're working on getting out there in the community as much as possible. We've got some big goals for this year. 
and how we can partner with other women in the trades communities. So we've partnered with pest control, with tools and tiaras, with, you know, women in HVACR, Service Nation Alliance. All of these partnerships just make us stronger. And so however we can, you know, put more women in the trades, whether it's at a desk or whether it's in the field, it doesn't really matter. You know, you are doing something special and amazing and we are here to support you. So you know, we love our Lady Titans <laughs> and our marketing pros. So who can join Lady Titans? We are opening it to any Lady Titan or any lady in the industry, um, but also to allies. You know, we do have some some men in there as well um, and some business owners. Yeah, we've got all sorts of roles and positions that are inside of Lady Titans. We have about 800, 816 members when I checked just a, the other day. So that's a lot. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to wrap up with some final questions. Uh, if you could give yourself one piece of advice from early on in your career, what would it be? You can achieve things beyond your wildest dreams. And you can do this when you make yourself a choice. And it's okay to choose yourself. That's the main thing that I would say to my younger self is that, you know, you can make yourself a priority and you can go after just whatever you want. It's your mindset. So change your mindset, change your ways. I love that. If you had to choose a song to be the soundtrack of your life, what would it be? So right now it's Till You Can't by Cody Johnson. And it's because the song randomly comes on. It's like the universe is guiding me. And so whenever I'm on a plane, it'll just start coming on. And I'm like, it's it's about taking a chance in your life and not, you know, honing in on like all the little things and just really being grateful for what you have. And I'm very grateful for what I have and the opportunities that, you know, Service Titan has just given me. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about. I'm forever grateful. That's awesome. Sarah Gerardo, it was amazing to talk to you today. Thank you for being a guest on Toolbox for the Trades. And I can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you. I hope you have a great day. Ever wonder how much your business is worth? So many owners ask that question and have no idea where to turn for an answer. In just a few clicks, Service Titan's new Service Business Valuation Calculator can give you an easy and free estimate of the current value of your business. Whether you're thinking about selling your company or looking to track growth, check it out now. Visit servicetitan.com value. Again, that's servicetitan.com value. See how much your business is worth today. Want to network with fellow service entrepreneurs and former guests of this podcast? Join our private Facebook group, Toolbox for the Trades, to get immediate access to the best tips, tricks, and tactics from fellow service entrepreneurs. Visit facebook.com slash group slash toolbox for the trades, or click the link in our show notes to join. See you online. Thanks so much for listening to Toolbox for the Trades. To make sure you never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love if you open the app and leave us a rating. Just tap the number of stars you think the show deserves. See you next time.